Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Thank you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Here we can talk to the town. Good evening. Here we can talk to the town. Bush. You always said President Bush. He is the President of the United States. 
respect him as such. I'm sick of him. I'm really sick of him. Man, let's go start a ride in this year. Man, somebody Man, come through off the top rope like Jimmy Snookum, Snookum Fly Hina. No, they need no let's let's do what I always say. Hit them where it hurts. Let's hit the advertisers. Let's hit the people that's paying them money and keeping them on the air. That's what we need to hit. Because, see, they want the black dollar. They, they want the black dollar. It, they may not necessarily want our business, but they want the dollar. They got it, dog. Well, let me tell you why they got it. Because we all watch Sunday football. And if every yeah. black man pop. in America stopped watching Sunday football for two Damn. weeks, they would be hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all on Fox, too. It's all on Fox. Yes, sir. Rupert Murdoch, with his uh, eavesdropping and killing folks and all this crap stuff. Yeah. Dude. You know, I, honestly, I, I just wish they would. I would respect them so much more if they would just come out and say, you know what, we don't like the idea that there's a black president. And that's why we give you all the hell. Because everything that, that President Obama has been trying to do they all admitted to the fact that, yes, it can work. They just don't want him to be the one to do it. Already. That's right. That's they right. want the credit for it. That's crazy. They sat there and they talked about health care for years and years and years. And when he finally got it done, they were like, oh, we don't want it. Not yet. And I don't understand why this country still sits there and just, you have these Tea Party Republicans and you have these you know, left wing and right wing and all this other crap. And the funny thing is, the general public will not realize that they would rather let the country suffer while they try to wait out President Obama's term mm-hmm. and go ahead and fix what's wrong just so they can get credit for it. Mm-hmm. This, this retarded to me. This, 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 that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, you got to think about what believe you're it, doing, you know, it's crazy. Anyway, I'm not going to stay on that tangent long. Yeah. You know, I will say this much. I still don't believe that the Republicans have a strong enough candidate to get this presidency from President Barack Obama. And quite frankly, even if they get somebody they rally behind, you know, I don't think they're going to win it. And I think in his second time, he's going to really show us what he's made of. And he's going to tell all y'all, y'all can kiss my black ass. Mm. Anyway, how you guys doing this week? I just had to get that off my chest. It's been, it's been on my chest. I had to get that off. How y'all doing this week? Doing great, great, man. Great. Can't complain. Can't complain, man. Happy Red to Go had a great show this past Sunday. You know. Sir. You know how we do. Man, I'm mad I missed it, too. Oh. Yeah. I'm a lot of folks, man, with that old call, you know, a lot of folks just call in and say what was on their mind, man. There was a lot of brothers out there that felt like it was a... Man, there was some change that needed to happen, man. There was a lot of people that called in and said, they, you know, we need to definitely make some changes around here, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And if you guys, everybody out there listening, if you did miss the show uh, this past Sunday, you can go back to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman, and you can check it out in the archives. Matter of fact, you can check out every show that we've done for the last two-plus years in the archives. But, right. I'm telling you, if you missed it, it was a good one. I was sitting there. What's so crazy is I went back and I listened to it, and I'm like, ooh. It's like, dang, I wish I'd call in right now. Like, maybe I could just insert my comment into it. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it, 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 was, it was a great show. It was a great show. And it's good to see that people want to make changes. That's the good thing about it. That's the rebuild a black man. We got to rebuild a black man. Yeah, the people actually want to make changes. 
And speaking of changes, this this week in the music business, boy, I swear, in the entertainment business, period, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of, you know, a lot going on. One, I, I first want to send out, and the, the middlemen want to send out their condolences to the family of Amy Winehouse, um, who passed away this week, uh, apparently of a heart attack. Um, they haven't they haven't ruled that there was any drug use involved. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, they said that Amy had been going to rehab and that she hadn't been using drugs in well over a year and hadn't taken a drink in a, almost a month. Um, we all know that that does do a little wear and tear on your body. So, But we still want to offer our condolences. Uh, she was a very talented artist. Uh, she was laid to rest this week. Uh, so we, we want to offer our condolences to her family. And, you know, a lot of times we look at these celebrities and, um, you know, we, we think they're superheroes, honestly. And you got to realize they're human, just like us. They go through the same type of things. They battle the same type of things that we do, you know. And um, but she was a very talented artist, and, and um, she's going to be missed. So rest in peace, Amy Winehouse. Uh, Bishop Eddie Long, he's back in the news, y'all. Yes, sir. I saw it. <laughs> back in the news. Man, can I say you know this what? Can I say this though, Nick? Go ahead, man. I think you might say what I was about to say. I ain't gonna go ahead, man. I don't even want to say it because I'm probably gonna offend some folks. Well, I, I have to be honest with this, um, I because I watch the news a lot. I really do. I, I've always been like that. I hate to be one of those people that finds out about stuff at the last minute. I like to be in the know. And uh, I saw the interview they did with this young man. Um, this new, this fifth person right. who has, right. who was actually a part of, of the original settlement. Um, I don't believe it. I don't either. I felt like it was too convenient, man. How he gonna leave in a stretch limo? Who is this exactly. dude? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and then paying a hundred dollars per hour recording studio. At that horrible recording studio. At that. Did you see the look on the engineer's face when they flashed the cameras? He was like, oh, my God, these people actually have me on camera recording this fool. I didn't believe it. I don't believe it. I think it's one of those situations where, you know, and y'all know y'all know me, everybody, including Al and Kevin, have gotten on me on how hard I am on, on, on Bishop Eddie Long. But I honestly don't believe it. One, this guy doesn't fit the M.O. of any of the other guys. That dude he doesn't fit the M.O. Any, exactly. And the one thing I can honestly say, after talking to people throughout the entire course of this case, people who are, are you know, they, they, you know, swing from both sides of the fence, the one thing they say is that a lot of guys that are that are on the down low and they're secretive about a gay lifestyle, they stay away from guys that are very flamboyant. You know, he doesn't he doesn't fit, he doesn't fit the mo of it, and then it seemed like it was all about his music. And let's not get on the music. He sucks. Let's not get on the music, ladies and gentlemen. It was horrible. It was horrible. I cannot believe I was subjected to that. Um, you know, it, it was horrible. We're gonna move on. I don't believe this, and 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 quite frankly, I'm actually gonna lend my support to Bishop Eddie Long on this. I don't believe it, and I think that this is just another case of somebody trying to get their name out there because he already got money. He was a part of the settlement. He already got money. Yeah. He getting he getting TV time now. A lot a lot of it. They doing a, a he's getting a whole lot of TV time, and actually next right. today they're gonna actually feature more about his music. It's ridiculous. Anyway, 
So, okay. Back to the entertainment this week. Sales sucked once again this week. And the funny thing about it is, Billboard just did this thing, uh, they just did this feature on the sales, and they were talking about how, oh, the sales are looking optimistic, everything is looking up, pop and rock are looking up. But when you look at the R&B and hip-hop, the, the, the sales charts, R&B and hip-hop, they're going down. That goes back to our original show for Talk of the Town. They don't care about us anymore. I'll say it once again. They'll snatch up what we consider pop. Well, what they consider pop. They'll snatch up our artists. So now they'll they'll throw Nicki Minaj and, and, and Kanye West and all those different uh, artists, in, and they'll put them in the pop realm now. Right. So, hey, it, it, it is what it is. I want to talk about sales. Sales are horrible, and it started off great this year. It looks bad now. We're going to get right into this topic because, honestly, this is something that this – and i got to give Kevin and Alex credit on this one. They came up with an amazing, amazing topic for the show this week. Al, tell them what we talked about this week. Well, today, people, of course, the title of today's show, to label or not to label. Kevin and I had a you know previous discussion about this particular topic as far as you have a lot of you know guys out there who are calling themselves a record label, but they're not really a real legitimate record label. So today we're going to break it down. Now, in today's music industry, the independent artist have the power to become his own force by being his own label. Even though major labels control the music industry, the music industry stays afloat due to the independent artists. However, by keeping the music industry afloat, some of the independent artists lack knowledge on what it is to operate a legitimate and consistent label. That's what we're talking about today. Now, some of the things which we're going to discuss today is what are the basis of a record label? And we have some um, some facts that we'll definitely read to you about that. Also, what are the key positions that are needed in forming a record label? Is it necessary to call yourself a CEO and you're also an artist and you do not, keyword, do not have anyone working under you? Also, what are the estimate startup costs from starting a label? What is the proper process of making your label legitimate? And can you sign an artist to a simple contract? And lastly, what's in a name? You know, your, your label's name. Why making it, you know, the right choice of the label's name can make or break you. You know, you have some weird label names out there. So we're going to get into all that today. If you have any questions or comments, make sure you dial 718-508-9972. If you're on the chat board, we'll definitely get to your comments on the chat. Uh, if you see us on Facebook, you know, um, hit us up on Facebook as well, too. But we definitely want to get into this conversation as soon as possible because we have a lot of information to present to everyone out there uh, who is in need of this particular knowledge. So let's it do seems it. Like we do have a caller. Let's, let's see what this caller has to say. All right. All right, caller, you are live on the Middleman Talk Show. Hello? Caller, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. I think we had that same problem last week. If you could, caller, press that number one and uh, pull yourself out and then try it again after the fact. Because we're not hearing you right now. We hear somebody in the background now. Hello, caller. I hear the baby. All right, we're gonna let them. We're gonna work on it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let them go. We're gonna get into it. Let's get right into the first question. Right. Now, what was the first question? Again? Let us know. Let's go. Okay, the first question of the day: 
what are the basis of a record label? Like, what does a record label consist of from the root up? So that's what we're going to start off first. And we do have uh, some information on that. Ken, you want to present that information? Oh, yeah, we can definitely do that, man. Um, hold on. No, we can't because I didn't. <laughs> man, you here we go. Hey, man. Never mind. Hey, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. He keeps spilling that potato soup. I got it. Trying to give everybody a little shine on the show. No, he's going to do that to me, man. As a matter of fact, check check your board over there, Al. I got it on. It's the first thing on your board that that we got up there posted. All right, we good. Stop spilling soup on it. You'll be all right. I'm just saying. Y'all see what I'm doing over here. Chill out. Now, as far as in, in the music industry, a record label is a brand and also a trademark associated with the marketing of the music recordings and music videos. Now, most commonly, a record label is the company that manages such brands and trademarks, coordinate with the production, the manufacture, distribution, marketing and promotion, and enforcement of copyright protection of the sounds recording and also the music videos. It also conducts uh, talent scoutings, also develop uh, development of the new artists, which is called artist uh, development, and also you have your your artists and um, repertoire, which is your A and R, and it also maintains the contracts with the sound with, with the with the recording artists and also their manager. Now the term record label derives from the circular label in the center of the vinyl record, which um, uh, prominently displays the manufacturer's name along with other information. Now that's the definition of the re- you know of a record label. So when you think about all those different components that compiles up a record label, when you're trying to start your you know your own record label, of course, a lot of the things you may not have starting off. I would say the key things that you really would need from what is actually displayed um, on this particular work is you need to get your you know your brand and get and your name trademark yeah that's the you know? main thing that they, they talked about was the brand and right. the trademark but that is the common thing that a lot of people don't realize that 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 label is actually what it is it's a label it's the word label you pull right. out the back of your pants that's a label it identifies right. prime example brand prime example there was a motown recording corporation however in that you had motown records Chandler Records, Gordy Records, those were the different labels that they put on. Like, I, and I think that that is a that's something that's very. It's kind of, I won't say it's a lost art, but it's something that's very. It, it's not very well practiced nowadays with a lot of these startup recording companies. Oh yeah. Well, for the most part, most of them are production companies. Let's just keep it real. But we're gonna get into that a little bit later. Okay, Nick, we do have this caller that tried to get in early. I think they want to get back in. We want to bring them back in. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, caller six zero one, we will we will be right to you. Uh, caller that's calling in, uh, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Hey, what, uh, that's Charlie. What's up, man? I know. What's going on, What's Charlie? Up? Oh, it's good. Y'all got a good show today, man. This is a real good show, man. It's that's a show that's long overdue. We're trying to spread the word, man. We're trying to spread the word. Yeah. Long overdue. Long overdue. I actually called uh, 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 my uh, friend and artist, uh, Donnie Cross, so he's going to try to get in. 
Matter of fact, I think this him. One. Okay, see if you can put him on because I want. I really, pretty want to let him talk for us over okay. today. Uh, Call us six zero one six six five. You're live on the Middleman Talk Show. Is this you, Donnie? You already know who it is. Donnie what? crossing the building. What's happening? What's going on, baby? <laughs> man, What's wrong, man? Glad to be here, man. I, I said it took him long enough to let me know I can be back on the show. What's going on? Oh, Y'all don't like me no out. more. <laughs> Cut that out, man. Cut it out. What's going on, man? The show sounds good, man. Welcome to uh, Nick Eaton's Talk of the Town, man. Welcome. We sure appreciate having you. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man, no doubt. Uh, big shout to everybody listening. Donnie Cross, you don't know who I am. Google search me. Uh, hit me on Facebook, MySpace. If, if you still got a MySpace account, hit me up. Uh, how at your boy. Hey, I Google still check my MySpace. Hey, yeah, hey, I still check it too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, holler at me. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's the topic of today? We talking about labels or not to label? You know, like having a record label, and what's the purpose of having a record label? You know, you got a lot of people that really don't understand what is a record label and claim they have one, even though it's not legitimate. As Al said, how to operate a legitimate and consistent label? Right. Yeah. Well, that's a big one there. Now, this was a real topic right here. <laughs> it's a real topic. You know, being a, the co-owner of Ambassador Way Entertainment, uh, you know, I, w- I would advise any artist, you know, if they can, to go independent, do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's going to take money. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. But it will pay off sooner or later. You know what I'm saying? It will pay off. But uh, as far as signing to a major, you, you'll be stupid to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, matter of fact, what we're gonna do, guys? We're gonna go. Ahead, we want y'all, cause um, what we want you guys to do, man? Go ahead and press that number one, right? Both of y'all, go ahead and press that number one. We're gonna take y'all off the line just for a moment. We're gonna go ahead and get everything into the flow so we can get the juices stirred up in the brain. We're gonna let Nick go ahead and take it over, and then once we get to something y'all really want to talk about, cause we definitely need to get to the discussion. Go ahead, cause y'all, go ahead and let a couple more people know we are here. Let them know we on here. Tell them come on, tune in. But we're going to go ahead and take y'all off for a moment, okay? And then we're going to bring y'all back in. Press that number one, all right? All right. All right. Nick, now, I definitely agree with, uh, with, with Donnie as far as taking things independent. We all, we've expressed over years and years, not just through the Middleman Talk Show, but through our various ventures that independent is the best way to go. Ownership is the best way to go, especially in today's sales time. However... Not too many people know how to actually do that. I hear so many people say, oh, I'm just, I'm starting my new label. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm starting my new label. I'm the CEO of my new label. Well, who is your executive staff? Where is your articles of incorporation? And I'm not saying this to down anybody on what they want to do, but we want to definitely encourage you that if you're going to do this, you need to do it right. There are several different ways that you can do this. You can incorporate. You can do a DBA. You can do an LLC. Do it the right way. Now, we talked a little bit earlier. One of the questions that we asked is how much does it cost to start a record label? Now, how much do you think it costs to start a label? Um, to get it legitimized, you know, I would say, you know, probably about $200 to get all your paperwork in. Uh, and get everything legitimized. I mean, you can have your name trademarked um, and get your brand out there. And then everything else, I mean, you're going to start off in the red. You know, you're going to take losses because pretty much the majority of the money that you're going to be 
issuing out is pretty much from your pocket, your own pocket. So I don't know. That's a that's a that's a tough I guess you would say, um estimate to just throw out at somebody. But I would say the starting cost to get your paperwork done, you know, pretty much um you will probably spend maybe about two hundred some dollars. That's going through like LegalZoom and, you know, trying to get your information trademarked. And for those who do not know about LegalZone.com, you can definitely go and get your name trademarked on there. You just go to LegalZone.com and you can fill out all the paperwork. It'll be legitimate. You know? And we'll be so. sending LegalZoom a bill tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> for, okay. uh, for the plug. Kev, I don't know. What about you, Kev? What do you think? Well, I got a clip for you. I got a clip right here for you. It's from a gentleman uh, um, that I got on the Internet. He was just basically giving his opinion as far as what it costs. Not necessarily opinion because they actually have a label, but he's giving his his input as far as how much it costs to start a rec label. You don't mind if I play this short clip right quick for you? Go right ahead, sir. All right, here we Absolutely. go, sir. Now it's just power. Talk of the town, middleman. If you're wondering how much it costs to start a record label, well, the answer for that's pretty difficult because it could be tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars or it could be hundreds of dollars. You may ask yourself, how can I start a record label for hundreds of dollars? Well, you don't need much, but you need to have a lot of up here, a lot of knowledge. You need to have some business savvy, number one. You need to find artists. If you have what it takes to find those artists and you have the connections to be able to get them to the next level, distribution, then you can start your own record label. You'll need A&R guys, guys that will go out and find the artists, bring the artists into you. You'll need to be able to record those artists or have a connection with an actual studio that can record those artists for you. And then you'll also need to have a way to distribute those artists and get them record deals um, or actually distribute within your own label. So you'll need to have some connections. The question is, how do you go about getting financing to be able to do those types of things? Well, you can find some investors. You can ask for loans, SBA loans. Because if you don't have all the knowledge up here on how to start your own record label, you better have a whole lot of money in your pocket because you're going to need a lot of different entities within your own company to be able to create your own record label. And it could cost you a lot of money. Man, and basically, what did you think about that? You know what? I can think of, of, of two examples. Because I, I, I agree with him to an extent. I can think of two examples. One, uh, we're all familiar with Outkast, legendary hip-hop group, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. We all know you know, the story of Big Boy and, and, and Dre. Right. Now, Big Boy, back in 2005, decided that he wanted to start his own recording company. Uh, well, they had actually talked about, they had actually started a Quill and record together before. Big Boy wanted to go into, you know, go into the CEO mode for real. So he started Purple Ribbon Entertainment. His office actually used to be right next. This is when I was working with Dale. And uh, his office used to be right next to ours. Huge office. All these different, you know, 
studios in there, all these different offices. He had A&R guys. He had promotion people. He had everything. He had all of his artists there. He had Killer Mike, Janelle Monet, Our very own home, home state hero, Scar, was signed the Purple River. And he had everything that the gentleman in the video clip, I mean, in the audio clip just said. But he had no records. But to be honest, they had the, uh, what was the one record, uh, You Can Find Me in the A. Oh. No, they, they had that record, and they had maybe a couple more. They yeah. had the distribution in place with Virgin Records, but it's just, it just, now, they was it a legitimate label? Yes. Did they have a success record? Somewhat. A little bit. Not much. But then you look at another guy, um, 15-year-old cat with a computer in Mississippi with Fruity Loops. Cool at it. Yep. And from there, yep. you have a multi-million dollar enterprise, and that was Soldier Boy. Yep. There's no one way to start a label, in my personal opinion. Barry Gordy started his label with $800, which was a lot of money back then when he started. You know, but there's, there's no one way. Steve Riskin, who is the founder of uh, Loud Records and the current CEO of FRC Records, he said one thing on Twitter about a year and a half ago, and he said, the only thing that you really need is one record. Now, is that true? I believe so. Who knows? I believe so. I definitely believe so. Examples of what there is. You have yeah. to start with a record. If you don't have a record, you know, that that kind of defeats the whole purpose of being in the quote-unquote record business. Right. Right. And those other things will come in time. The building will come in time. The, the 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 staff will come in time. The manpower will come in time. But you have to start somewhere. Okay. And I think that's what happens. A lot of people, you know, let's hey. be honest, in, in, in the urban part of the music business, a lot, well, no, I can't just say it, just in urban, but just focusing on that. A lot of money is drug money. Let's just be honest. Call a spade a spade. That doesn't make it smart money. That doesn't make it long money. I've seen people with huge budgets who can't get a record off the ground. Then I've seen people that have worked out of a dorm room, i.e. Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons, and created a multi-million dollar empire. Yeah, yeah. We got a caller that want to get in on the conversation. Uh, Kevin, we're going to get this call. All right, caller 425. And Charlie and uh, uh, Donnie, we haven't forgot about you guys. Caller, you're live on the show. Hey, what's going on with you, Six, baby? 
That, that's true, yeah, Lando. Definitely. That's true. And that kind of leads into the next question, Lando. You know, uh, what are some of the key positions that are needed to form a label? And okay. this one thing a lot of guys don't even realize, some of the positions, you got different sectors of a label that you have to have. Um, you got to have your executive branch, which could actually be your – which a lot of people, quote-unquote, call themselves CEOs, don't really understand that a CEO acts as the overseer of the business. you got to have a vice president – and you got to have some people over the other departments in that label also, which consists of an artist liaison. you got to have, uh, uh, which is your A&R, your people that basically get out there and find your new talent. you got to have your art develop, art department, which is your graphics people, which a lot of people don't have that they got to subcontract that. Your people that's over promotion and advertisement, which is publicity, uh, marketing and promotion, and some interns, which, Orlando, we know you got to intern. <laughs> we all know you got to intern. You do that boy so wrong. Orlando made that man go off a cheesecake. Got to work. He learning. He learned. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing, Cam. Honestly, I think people get tied up in titles way too much. Yeah. Everyone wants that title of CEO, and now realizing that in a corporate structure, how important the COO is, or how important the CFO is. See, that's right. what, in my opinion, that's the person that's making sure the money is going right. That's the most important job as a label to me. Matter of fact, we got one on the phone. Is it okay if I bring them back in? Absolutely. Donnie, Charlie. Yo, yo. What's Greg in? Yo. Now, your What's position over there and your label, what is your position, Doc? For me, I'm an artist my. and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist and, you know, I'm a, I'm a co-owner. You know, I own a piece no of the company also. What do you what do you guys and about I, I want to bring up discussed. something that you guys said though. Yeah. You know, y'all say it takes a lot of money and a lot of this and a lot of that. I can honestly say at Ambassador's Way Entertainment, Charlie Braxton had a vision. You know, he fought me tooth and nails on certain things like we call trends. You know, what I'm saying to get out there. We didn't. We, the amount of money that that looks like we, we're spending, we're not spending it. Uh, we, we call it the mixtape. Uh, we call it the, the mixtape train. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't want I didn't want to do 200 mixtapes. But Charlie, Charlie being the CEO, he got on my ass every day. All right, you need to do blah, 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 blah. And, and just from that, that got me a buzz up until we got that song, uh, Show Up and Show Out. You know what I'm saying? So we, we went a whole different direction. But whichever direction you go, it, it can work as long as you have a plan. And that, that guy has a, had a plan, and it's working out for us pretty good. Because I don't know any other independent artist that has a, a, excuse me, a mixtape in every store. You know what I'm saying? In every store around the country in Target. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, you have to have a plan. You have to have good minds. You know, we got we got a nice staff. Big, big shouts out to Mayfield and, uh, you know, everybody else that's helping us, man. But however you go around it, you ain't got to be the richest guy. But, yeah, you do have to have that song song sooner or later. You know what I'm saying? You do have to have that song and just come up with a plan and catch that next wave. You know what I'm saying? If the next wave, you'll catch whatever's going on. Facebook the thing, she'll be the, be the Facebook king. You know what I'm saying? This is my thing, and I think that this is where a lot of people get confused with stuff. It's just like Donnie just said, you know, we've said it before, perception is reality. You know, people will sit there and say, oh, they must have spent a lot of money on this. I, I can tell you from two, two experiences. Working for KO, we had a budget that was ridiculous. And Kev, Al, we talked about this on separate occasions. I, mm-hmm. You know, I broke the whole story down to you. I'm not going to go into detail here. But yeah. we had a truckload of money, truckload of money available for that project. Your amount of money 
it can help, but it does not always mean that your project is going to succeed. I worked as the new media director for Big Cat Records. And there was money there, but one thing I can tell you about Cat, if he doesn't have to spend it, he's not going to spend it right then. Because he says all the time that manpower will outdo money power any day. Anything. Yep. I'm not saying that you have to be on a shoestring budget, but what I am saying is more often than not, for the startup labels, that's where you are. It's not the ones that have the most money that are always the ones that are successful. It's the ones that are going to get out there and they're going to work the hardest, the ones that are going to go that extra two hours. They're not going to lay down just yet because they got to do some more work to make sure this project succeeds. You know, And I think that's the big misconception that we have with a lot of these startup record companies. Another big conception is, misconception is the fact that a lot of these people do not realize that what they are starting and operating is not a recording company. It may very well be a production company. There you go. There you go. There you go. Which more often go, than please. not, that's what you are. You can work your way eventually into becoming a recording company, but if all you're doing is, oh, yeah, we're putting them in the studio and we got the songs done. Now we're going to shoot them around to all the labels we know. You're not a record label. You're a production company. You are producing a record that you are trying to get mass-produced and distributed. Mm-hmm. And I think people just need, like, we get so wrapped up in titles that we forget about what's important. The records. At the end of the day, you're trying to get the artist out there. You're trying right. to get the artist out in front of the consumer so that the consumer can consume the product. But, Nick, yeah. I, would like, I would like to add this question just for the fact of, like, Donnie, per se. He, he's an artist right now, and um, he's also part of the executive branch of his company. I know that in our in our dealings with the industry, Charlie, you can say the same also. Uh, we've met a lot of independent artists that are CEOs of their co- companies. And I understand what you mean by to get caught up in the titles. But if we're going to use those titles, we really need to educate ourselves in what the proper use of those titles are. And just like we was breaking down the actual other parts and elements of your company, if I knew how to build a structure from the foundation to the roof, I think I could build a strong house, but a lot of people start with the roof and don't have a foundation nor the size of the house. So if exactly, you and I think I need to start with realizing that you're not a CEO, you're the sole proprietor. Yes. You're the sole proprietor. Let's start there. Yes, because I mean, me, I'm like, the sole proprietor of Stepchild Recordings. That is my title. That is what I am listed as. I don't have an executive staff. You I wouldn't dare call myself the chief executive officer. Mm-hmm. Can I can I speak? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Charlie. Everybody is talking about to the people who are listening is this word that I haven't heard mentioned, and I'm quite sure everybody knows it. It's infrastructure. The most important mm-hmm. thing any company has to have is infrastructure. Um, and putting together infrastructure is can be difficult for any company, but it's especially difficult 
for record companies because the people who uh, make a record company up, those are certain specialized skills that people have to have. You know, if you uh, know somebody who is marketing uh, or savvy, that is a skill that you have to have that you need to make a, to make a record work. People think that records just automatically come and pop up on the radio or pop up on your TV screen or pop up on the Internet. No, I, everything has to go according to a marketing plan, to a promotional plan. And not everybody, your homeboy may not have that skill. Now, that doesn't say that your homeboy cannot learn that skill. Exactly. But it's a skill that is needed, and you need to recognize that that is a skill that is needed. The same way, the same energy and effort that you put into recording the record, mixing the record, and mastering the record, that same energy and expertise needs to go into marketing and promoting the record. And I think that that's something that a lot, I see a lot of record companies or so-called record companies that come at me and they'll be like, yeah, I got a hot record. I'm going to blow up. And I ask them why. And they can't say because I have this marketing plan. I have this person doing marketing. I have this person uh, doing uh, radio promotion. I have this person doing retail promotion. I have this person doing video promotion. They can't say that. They can say, I got a hot song. And I, 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 my, my shelf as a writer, as a critic, it's full of people with hot songs that you never heard of. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and I think one of the things that's most important, and I don't want to discourage anybody out there because anything can happen, and I've worked with some of the best. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've dealt with some of the best. I've observed some of the best. I've written about some of the best. I think that if you... Go into this game with uh, if you don't know everything, and and say that you don't know everything because I don't know everything about the music. Right. The music business changes every day. It, it's a it's a twenty four hour a day job to stay on top of the trend. True. You know, Donnie talks about you know that was one of the things that I knew when when Ambassador Way got started that we didn't have a whole lot of money, so we were going to have to think and strategize and figure out what is the best and most cost-effective way to market our records. And, you know, Charlie, just like even saying that, man, like you said, the most effective way, there was a lot of artists like with Puffy. I remember back in the day when they were doing Making a Band, he was telling them that this ain't a shoebox record and we ain't on no shoestring budget, but a lot of people that start record labels are on a shoestring budget, are on a little shoebox budget. You know what I mean? And a lot of people made successes out of those. But like you said, it takes the infrastructure to be strong, the talent around you, not just the musical talent, because everybody under that structure is a talent. They have to have attributes that will help that label. You know what I mean? And, and, and the new model now for record, uh, uh, for record companies and for artists, Artists are going to have to be more than just artists now. Oh, yeah. Because the trend, the, the trend now is record companies aren't signing labels or signing artists on songs heard. And in other words, the old days when you could get the right person to listen to your demo and you got a record deal, that's over. That doesn't happen anymore. Unless somebody who, who is on the inside who has a track record of breaking artists and making artists happen walks into a, a, a 
a label and says, hey, I got this artist and this is the track record. Here is their quote-unquote story. They have X amount of BDS fans. They have X amount of side fans. They have an internet buzz. They have a street buzz. They've done X amount of shows. They have X amount of shows lined up. X amount of people show up to this show. So the record company can crunch the numbers and say, okay, that makes sense. Let's sign them. Mm-hmm. Artists yep. are going to have to have that story already laid out. It'll, before a record company even begins to think about signing you. That's true, Charlie. Charlie, so, we got another call so that we're going to go ahead and bring in right quick. They've been holding for a little now, while. I would first pull out, pull out a pen and pencil and start writing down all of this stuff and figuring out ways to do it because that is the only way you're going to get a record deal, my friend. And me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be fucking to get a record deal because if you can do all of the things that the story requires to get a record deal, you don't need a label. That's true. And like you just said, Charlie, everybody need to have that pen and paper out. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You, you can get good advice from a lot of different places if you're peeping game. But uh, call us six zero one five two two. Thank you for holding. You're live on the um, talk talking the time with Nicky. What's happening, Potter C Club? Man, what's going on? Uh, I'm I'm chilling, man. Just re uh just recouping from the show last night. You know what I'm saying? It's been a one year anniversary to the open mic we started down here, bringing a lot of artists together. So that's a beautiful thing for South Mississippi. But uh, you know, it's it's just been a lot said. You know, it's, it's been a lot of a lot of knowledge on the line. And you know, I, I'm I'm all ears anytime Charlie Braxton opens his mouth. You know what I'm saying? So really, the question is to label or not to label, correct? Yeah, sure. Yes, that's the question. I'll I, I say the answer is yes to both, and I'm going to tell you why. I think an artist needs to understand what it is that they're trying to do. They need to know what works for them. You know what I'm saying? You need to have money. You need to have knowledge. You need to have resources. You need to address that to see, okay, you know, which ones do I have? Because a lot of us may not have a lot of money. A lot, you know, all of us are not dope boys and things of that nature, so we might not have a lot of money. But... Some of us have a lot of knowledge, have a lot of resources, and you can use those to get you money. Money can't get you anything. The only thing you can do with money, you know what I'm saying? You know, if you're smart with it and you invest it, then you can get money back off of it, but that's because of that knowledge that you already have. But if you understand how publishing works, if you understand how to, you know, you know, the business savvy on, get your relationships going. You can get to a lot of places that money can't even, you know, money couldn't get you. I've seen a lot of cats with some big budgets put out some records and everything flops because mm-hmm. they spent oh, their yeah. money the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? You know, and then you see a cat over here that's got all the knowledge and, and, and you know what I'm saying? He gets them moving and shaking and maneuvering and you see this cat's in the highest position so you wonder, how did he get there? You know, a lot of people have asked that about me. I've walked around a lot of like Mystical and Bone Thugs and Harmony and a lot of these cats that some people wouldn't know how to get anywhere near. I've gotten a lot of knowledge from a lot of these cats, you know what I'm saying? But back to an artist knowing what like what it is and what they're trying to do, I mean, this is the music business. So the first side of that, I say it's music. You need to be honest with yourself and understand the music is. If you got that, if you say you got that record, you know what I'm saying, that's a beautiful thing because that can go really far. And you need to look at your people around you and see what strengths you have, see what weaknesses you have. Make your and if you're just that weak in something, find somebody who's strong in it. Because with me, I'm, I'm a rapper, I'm a producer, 
I do, you know, I'm, I'm the president of U2DK Productions LLC. We are a production company. You know what I'm saying? And on top right. of that, I, I shoot, mm-hmm. direct, edit, high definition music videos. You know what I'm saying? I've done most of that because I couldn't. I didn't have the money to go to everybody with the jamming beats and you know pay this cat X amount of dollars for the video and this and that. So I started learning. I read. I did trial and error, knowledge, research, all of that stuff. You need to just basically look at all the things that you can do and find out who's an expert in whatever you feel you can. That's right. You know That's what I'm right. saying? And and, and right. get to moving with that. And, and even though I do all those things, I'm also smart enough to know if this cat over here can do it better. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, don't, I don't have to do my own video. I've done some phenomenal videos for some cats, but if I feel like I'm not quite equipped for what, you know, for, for, for the way I want this record to be shown, then I'm, my ego is not that big that I can't go to the next man over here and, 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 and we can break bread and we can get this thing happening because what matters is, you know, you're looking for those right results. You know what I'm saying? Now, the reason why I said to label or not to label, and I said the answer is yes to both, because like like it's been said before, if you can get, do all those things necessary it is to successfully push a record, you don't need that label. But if you got the right knowledge on deck, and you never know, a label might come through and try to give you some BS single deal, with a, you know what I'm saying? It, it might be like, like, like a nice size five-figure deal, but if you are smart enough, you can take that, work that, and gain a hell of a lot of notoriety off that one record. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And you can use that to fuel a successful independent career if you have the knowledge, if you're smart enough, if you pay attention. But so many people get caught up in those labels and those titles, like y'all said, and it, man, it, it, man, it ain't worth a damn. Yeah, I'm the CEO of this, so I'm the such and such for this, and you're just holding those positions. Just cut the BS. Be honest with yourself. Don't be naive. Go out there and, and, and look at what you are really doing. Then look at yourself every day and say, what did I do today to help advance my career? If you I can't mean, think of nothing, then you might need to regroup. How many business card labels have you seen? How, how many business card labels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that would be all day. Cool. Cool. Y'all, y'all already know what time it is when you're seeing all the business card labels, man. Most folks, you know, most folks like, man, I got a regular label. Okay. And, uh, you know, nah. like uh, Orlando, my friend Orlando was saying, you know, a lot of guys have companies and don't have legitimate websites, they don't have legitimate email addresses, legitimate contact mm-hmm. numbers. Uh, he was stressing mm-hmm. a lot of things to me. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of people out there that don't understand those key words, legitimate and consistency. If your label right. ain't doing stuff consistently and it's not legitimized, what's the purpose of saying you got one? That's my opinion. And Kevin, uh, back off of that, you know what, it's a couple of things he just said uh-huh. that, that I have to that I got a spotlight, trial and error. That's something, it comes along with the business, trial and error. Do you know how many records Motown put out that never charted? Okay. Do you know how many records, do you know how many albums are released per year? There are well over 100,000 albums released per year. Mm-hmm. And, usually, and usually only 8% sell over 1,000 copies. Trial and error is gonna happen. You learn. You take from that experience and you learn. Just like you said, all these business card labels out here. The money you spend on the business cards. What are you doing for the quality of your record? Do you have a quality mix on your record? Oh, you got some great business cards. You got a great MySpace layout, great Twitter background. Mm-hmm. What about the quality of the mix and the master of your record? Exactly. Priorities. Yep. What's that? Mm-hmm. Old What's that? T-shirt label having. <laughs> Boy, can I can I say something else? I think that's really important too. All right, go ahead, Charlie. Are you off here? Yes. Right. Yeah. Go a ahead, lot Charlie. Of, a lot of label quote unquote CEOs look at 
baby and they see videos and they see cats popping bottles and they want to go in the club and make it rain. Uh, but when you ask them, uh, you know, like a lot of them will come to me and say, hey, man, I want you to put me in the source or uh, can you help me get some uh, publicity? And I ask them, do they have a press kit? They don't have it. Oh, my God. I ask them, oh, do you have at least a bio? They don't have it. You know, or they'll hand me a CD that's got uh, their oh, song written on it. You know, understand. Charlie, Charlie yeah. I got to say this. When I was at Clear Channel, I'll never forget, this guy walked up and handed me a CD. He had gone to the store, gotten a little, the Neato CD label, put the press, put the top part on the CD and wrote it in pencil. Mm. Wrote his name in pencil. Man. And all he wrote was his name and the name of the song. Now, this was 2005, was, so at least there was, was MySpace around. No phone number, no email address, nothing. He was in a rush. And, and at that point, how can you, how can you be taken seriously? That's how can how can how can you be taken seriously? Because you gotta understand, I tell artists all the time, you're not just competing with your homeboys when you put a record out into the public atmosphere. You're competing with Cash Money. You're competing with Universal Records. You're competing with Interscope. You're competing with Geffen. You're competing with Capital. You're competing with people who are vying for your local dollars. Right. As well as your state dollars and your regional dollars. Now, you may not be able to do uh, some of the fancy things that Capital or Interscope can do, but take your money and spend it wisely so you can have a decent presentation, so you can have um, a, a, a small budget. You don't have to have a major radio budget. But a small right. budget to do maybe a mixtape and put it in the street. Or a budget to be able to get in a car. The money you blow or at, a, at a stripper or the money you blow popping champagne, if I had that money, I'm going to put that money into finding me a very, very, very good radio promoter. Because you have some radio promoters, if they hear a hit record, they'll work with you. Oh, yeah. They'll work with you. I'm in the air as one. Exactly. So uh, there are people out there who can actually help. Say that name again. You've got to be able to show them that you're not out there to try to. Cause, like the minute I see somebody who pulls up to me, uh, for a meeting and they own twenty two, and they got candy paint, and when I tell them, okay, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars to get, uh, you know, a good radio promoter. We've got that kind of money. Dude, you just put twenty thousand dollars in your car. You're riding on it. Wow. You riding on you riding on your radio promotion budget. You 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 walking in here with red monkey jeans. Nah, prioritizing mother. <laughs> <laughs> because it's more important. <laughs> I, I wonder if I see one more of these candy cars with Delta Sigma Theta on the tag. Because you're riding your mama car. What? <laughs> but you know what? You know what? At least the guy, if the guy comes and says, look, and he legitimately doesn't have the money, then 
you can respect that. You're right. But if somebody if somebody comes to you and they balling out of control, and then you tell them lesser patience is going to cost you X amount of dollars. Izzy Sanchez is going to cost you X amount of dollars. Now, these are names people in the music industry know. These records are going to cost, these people are going to cost you X amount of dollars. Tree Saunders is going to cost you X amount of dollars. Linda Garrett is going to cost you X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Althea Spellman is going to cost you X amount of dollars. And then you tell me you don't have that kind of money. But you got we'll some of that money back out, up. You red monkey down. You, I'm looking at you like you just wasted my time. Get that money back up off the floor. Hey, one thing, one thing I want to talk about. One thing we want to talk about also um, is, like we was asking, what's in a name? You know, a lot of people have a lot of labels out here. And they're not making the right choices in a label name. And they really don't realize that a label name can make you or break you. I, I don't want to say some names because some people I know, they got some strange names and they're going to be pissed off at me. Shoot you in your face. Uh, I say something. Can I, can can I, I say something about that? When I, when I, Master P, when, when I chose the name Ambassador's Way Entertainment, I chose it for a reason. And I actually have to give credit to Master P because when I talked to Master P, I asked him, why did you name your record company No Limit Record Records? And he said, because I had a vision for my record company and I wanted people to envision that there's any, nothing I can't do. He said, but beyond that, Charlie, can you imagine me going to Brian Turner and saying, I want you to put millions of dollars in Dope Boy Records. Right. I want you to put millions of dollars and hold that hand up record. <laughs> mm-hmm. I seen I seen a kill yourself records. Yeah, he said. And I'm dead serious, y'all. It was a it's a record label I had in Atlanta called Kill Yourself Records. Yeah, but you gotta right. understand. I, I know who you're talking about. To, when it comes to dealing with major, co- you define yourself when you name yourself. It's just like naming your children. Yeah, yeah. Self-step, the Haki Armada uh a.k.a. Don L. Lee, the poet, writer, he has a saying that self-definition, self-definition is the first step towards self-control. You define yourself when you name your record company. And, and, and also, your name is part of your branding. If you have a name that 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 conjures up an image of success, that's a major part of your branding. It's a major part of your brand. brand. Oh, now, yes, I'm not saying you, you know, people want it. Well, I want, I'm from the hood. I want to reflect that. Okay, that's fine. But you also have to think about where your record company is going to grow. Mm-hmm. What, what is your vision for your record company? There's a reason why. Ambassador's Way Entertainment is named Ambassador's Way Entertainment and not Ambassador's Way Records. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Because you're not recording. I envision us getting in not just records, I envision us getting in the movie. You know, every aspect of entertainment. Because when you incorporate yourself, you also have to have a mission statement, correct? 
That's true. Yep. What your company, what your company is going to do, what it's about. Your name helps define that. But Charlie, we still got a lot your of guys name. out here that that they don't pay that any mind. The first thing they think is. I gotta have the most grimiest. I gotta have the most dangerous, the most lethal name there is, and that's what they shoot for. And I'm not knocking them for that, but if, like you said, when you have to take that to, say, example, if a gentleman wants to go to the SBA, and uh, that's what the gentleman was talking about as far as trying to get a loan to start your label, which you gotta have that five-year plan in there, and if you don't have that five-year plan, how you gonna tell them how I'm gonna promote this five-year record label? That's called I'm gonna kill everybody records. How can they go about doing that? I heard you. Okay, uh, you know what? Let me say this. Let me say this. All right, Charlie, we're gonna put you on mute for a second. We're gonna put you on mute for a second. Go ahead, uh, Nick. Or oh, who's that? I think in I think in terms of names, a lot of people um, they they look at what we saw growing up. They look at the labels like. Bad Boy, they look at labels like Death Row, and they figure, well, because they named there's something, you know, very, you know, very to the point, very, you know, it wasn't what you would think would be a part of a uh-huh. mass marketing or, 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 or branding scheme. They think, oh, I can do the same thing. What they don't realize is that Sean Puffy Combs was heavily entrenched within the music business and had several hit records under his belt. Right. And Bad Boy was something that he was shot out on Uptown Records. Whenever he did remixes, it was a part of a branding. Death Row being the same thing. It was an image that they right. were portraying in addition to the fact that they were already heavily entrenched into the gangster rap scene. Like, these are the okay. reasons that these labels have the names they have. Cash Money Records, that was the image that they portrayed. The one thing that you always associated with Cash Money was, now whether they, they were paying money. out their artists or not, that's a whole other story, but money... And a and a, a money lifestyle is what was always portrayed from them. Right. And I think that people take those examples and they say, "Well, I'm gonna call." Him. I, I met this one guy and I'm like, uh, "Well, he was saying, well, you know, I have a." He, he didn't say record label. He said, "I have a, a an entertainment company." I said, "Oh, okay, all right. Well, you know, what type of entertainment do you do?" Oh, well, it's a record label. I said, "Oh, oh all right." <laughs> and I said, "Well, what's the name of it?" He said, "Future Millionaires Entertainment." Hmm. And it kind of caught you by surprise, did it? Yeah, it did. It it, it did. It, and all I could think was, why? <laughs> well, maybe he feels that they're going to be future <laughs> millionaires. That's that's wrong. But but see, the thing the thing that I look at it as, um, you know, Kev, Kev, me, Kev, Nick, pretty much everybody on this phone is from Mississippi. We've seen a lot of labels. A lot of guys that call themselves labels, and they have those weird names that just make you just, make you just want to shake their head. But you know, for me talking to a lot of people who I met over the past, the consensus they like their names is like, well, I want to represent my hood, I want to represent my block. You know what I'm saying? My, my, you know what I'm saying? My, my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Well, he didn't say my brother. He said the N word, and I don't want to say that on the air. But you know, he's saying that. You know what I'm saying? So of course. Their names are gonna infiltrate their group, you know. Saying as far as maybe what their group name was, like you got, you know, a lot of groups in uh, Columbus right now. As far as like uh, a lot of these young guys that are coming up now, and they call themselves like a certain click name, 
so they continue to use that same click name as what? Their label name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much based on what, you know, me and Kevin had to talk about this one particular group um, in the area that, 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 well, around the area from where we're from. And, you know, he pretty much had the same conversation with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's your group name? And he said, well, we're calling ourselves such and such entertainment. He was like, well, why don't you just take off the entertainment and just run with that as your group name? You know, leave off the entertainment word part of it and run that as your group name. And he was like, well, he didn't think of that. So a lot of them don't think of that. They're, they're just, their mind is programmed to having a label. Everything got to derive form. from that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just, you know, forming your brand, forming your name, getting your name hot. Because if you were to get um, a major label to look at you, and then they say, well, what's your group name? It's like, well, this is my group name. No, that's not your group name. You know, that's your label name that you're calling yourself. You got to have a group name. So, something identifiable. Because at the end of the day, if you can't identify your label from your group and your group from your label, then what's the purpose that's of what right. you're doing? Now, I, I understand what Nick was saying with uh, Puffy going through a lot of elements as far as branding uh, the bad boy name, and, and, and it did a good job. I mean, you look at a lot of things people do. They brand everything that they do. Nick, what are some yeah, other Yeah, bad boys forever and better than our head. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's the biggest thing, that, like what Charlie was saying. There, it, it's a plan behind it. Right. You know, not it, a lot of people don't have now. a plan or a vision behind that. You know, they're pretty much thinking um, instant gratification. You know, well, I think that's gonna be that. I think they're stupid, and let me tell you why. I think a lot of times the reason that most companies within this business fail and they fail so hard is because they go into it without a plan. Do right. you mean to tell me, in any other profession, you mean to tell me that I could walk into a hospital, go up to one of the doctors and say, "Hey, I haven't been to school for this." I have no idea how to get into this or what to do once I start getting into this. But all I know is on Thanksgiving, I'm real good at cutting turkeys. So I want to be a surgeon. What? <laughs> 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 <Nick>, so wrong. <laughs> no, and the reason I say that is because a lot of people come into this with a lack of respect for the business and, and the, the marketing and the planning that it takes to successfully execute a single EP album, whatever you want to call it. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot to this. There's a lack, a serious lack of respect for the music business. Yep. And just like Charlie said earlier, I mean, you're competing with those cash monies, those different bad boys and, you know, grand hustles. You're competing with them because you want the same radio spot that they want. You want the same yeah. fans that they want. You want them to put your money, their money into your stuff so you can make mm-hmm. more money of them. You want to take something and I think people, people like you. Yeah. You want to take people are being realistic about it. First off, let me say oh. this, and, and this is something that honestly, there are a lot of good records out there, but let me tell you, there's a big difference between a good record and a hit record. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a really big difference. There's a lot of hit records out there that I can't stand. Lumi D had a hit record back in the day with Uh Oh, but it was a horrible song. I know songs that were ten times better than it, but that was a hit record. There's a big difference. There's a big difference, and people don't understand it. I don't think that people come in to this business for the most part 
was saying if I'm going to start my label, if, you, if, if I say I'm going to start a restaurant, I'm going to start a restaurant. And I'm going to go through, I'm going to look up the proper ways to start a restaurant. Right. It should be the same way. There has to, you have to start with a respect for the business that you're going into. And too many times we get these, though. I can go ahead and make a quick flip. Right. And that's where things start to get skewed. You know, and realize that some of these production companies out here that you think are labels, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're if not. They, if they're first, if they're using the same distributors as you are. Grand Hustle and Disturbing the Peace, right. they've got projects out through TuneCore just like we do. Don't get exactly. it Just because they're in the door with Atlantic, I'm going to tell you right now, one artist I can think of, I won't say his name, I'm not going to put his business out there, but he's the R&B singer. He was signed to one of these labels around here that had major distribution. Okay. This album was turned down five times by Atlantic Records. Okay. So you five put too much information out there, Nick. Hold on. Slow down now. You put too much Anyway, like Nick was saying, as far as, like, you know, you know, respecting it. So, of course, back in the day, we had a lot of dope boy record labels being formed. You know, we've all noticed it. We've all seen it. Now, whether they're here... At this day and age, that's pure say. We don't know. You know, we know a few of them probably made it, but the majority of them did what? They did not make it. Now, most of them didn't. We have a lot of, we have a lot of younger guys. You know, due to the age of of, of uh, uh, media that we're in, as far as the internet, you know, and all other forms of uh, media, as far as you can put your info, like like your music out there. You have those younger guys forming their labels because of all the access that they have that we have now first back what we had back in the day as far as starting we didn't have all this access you know we didn't have all this technology where anybody could start something to make it happen and then also you know you got it seemed like to me when when, when I was in college every college athlete that left Mississippi State that actually um got to the majors as far as NFL, NBA, you know, um, the MLB. Why did sort of the African-American males start their own record label outside of what they normally do and don't know what the hell they're doing? Because it's a sexy business. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. See? No, let me tell you what I mean. Let me tell you what I mean. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. When I say it's a sexy business, it's a sexy business to people who aren't in it. Once you get in this shit, you realize, hey, wait a minute. This, uh, this ain't really work out how I wanted it to. Right. You got the entertainers trying to get the, the, the athletes' money. You got the athletes trying to get the entertainers' notoriety. Right. Because it's right. sexy. But at the end of the day, you get in business. Mm-hmm. You, okay. <laughs> you get into music because you love music. Mm-hmm. You true. get into the music business because you want to make a living off of your love, but you have right. to realize that it's in the, it is a business. Hey, I, I got a uh, comment from our man Camden uh, that's listening to us on over on Facebook. Man, he was uh, basically saying that our predecessors didn't teach the younger artists, you know, like back in the day, because in the late nineties and the two thousand, they didn't want to pass the torch. They didn't want to pass that flame as far as teaching the younger artists how to properly run a label and do all the things they knew, need to do Good to comment, have a correct label. Good comment, Cal. Good comment. Some of them didn't know. Yep. I, Some of them didn't know, but I don't, good comment, Cal. Good comment. 
Okay. Um. Well, here's I mean, the problem with that. Yeah. I've seen that. I, 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 I seen understand that. what he's saying. We definitely appreciate him for the comment. But here's the problem with that. It goes back to what Charlie says. The music business changes daily. Yep. Things that we can do now, we couldn't do five years ago. Hell, we couldn't do two years ago. Right. No. You no. talk about going back to the 90s. It was a completely different business then. Mm-hmm. If you remember in the 90s, they got to the point that they stopped releasing singles. as They stopped releasing retail singles in order to get people to buy the entire album. Now we're back to a singles industry. That's it. That's right. Like we were in the, exactly 50s, right. in the 60s. Exactly right. Exactly you know, right. And my thing about this is now more than ever, we have more access and more information than any of our predecessors. Realize that when Barry Gordy started out, that when Leonard Chess started out, when Tommy Cow started out, there was, there was no one to say, well, this is what you got to do. You got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do No, they went out and did it. Somebody wrote the history books. They didn't learn it from the history books. That's all I'm saying. And we have more access and there's more information out there now. Because we got everybody's war stories. We've got everybody. We've, we've got all the information. We've seen the artists get screwed. We've seen the record companies go under. We've seen all this different stuff. The act, the information is out there. So like they say, you don't want to hide something from black people. Put it in the book. Go out and read. Go out and read because now you have the information and now you have more access than any of our predecessors ever had to get your music out there. Well, I want to plug one book, and we always plug this one book. Charlie know what I'm talking about. A couple of y'all do, too. Everything you need to know about the music industry or everything you better know about Kashif. That is one of the most... Um, that's one of the most informative books you could possibly get because it actually breaks it down very simply. I mean, if you can't understand parts of the music business after the fact, then something wrong with you. Well, damn. I'm just keeping it real. Well, this is nothing. What did we, at, at the end of the day, what did we learn from this? Well, hold on. Before you go there, we got a caller that was commenting on Facebook. We got our man Cam. He okay. just called in. I'm going to go ahead and bring Cam in. Cam, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you guys doing? What's happening, man? Oh, pretty good, brother. How you doing? Man, I can't call him, man. Just chilling. Um, um, Ada came in so late, but you know, um, better late than never. That's true. That's true. Um, That's true. When you were when you were speaking about the uh, <clears throat> basically the music industry changing uh, towards the uh, end of the nineties and the early two thousands, um, even though it did change, they, there still wasn't those people that you know would take the time with the ones that were capable of making a larger impact than some of the others. It turned from, you know, I'm going to teach you this to you pay me, I'm going to teach you this. Mm-hmm. And we know that. There's a lot of the OGs that, yep. you know, yep. feel like their knowledge is worth some and knowledge is worth a lot. But, you know, the people that we know in our hearts are able to take it to the next level, we shouldn't do them like that. And a lot of times, a lot of cats are being done like that. You know, um, it's, it's, it's easier to tell something. Like you said, there's a lot of information out there. Um, you can go on YouTube and find out what you need to do to get in touch with a PD, MD, how to make a press kit, 
all of that shit. You know, you know what I'm saying. You you don't need Sonic beds to make a press kit. You don't need. There's a lot of stuff you don't need that people try to charge you for nowadays. But right. who are gonna be the ones there to tell these cats that you don't need that? You wasting your money. You know, I I I've been. I'm 27. Um, I first jumped off the porch. Uh, Benz actually gave me an opportunity in the Jackson area. Um, he heard the song I had, didn't charge me to get on the song. Uh, put it on his mixtape. We shot a video for it. He got me on um on um, the public access channel. He got me on the radio with it. He really looked out for me. And without him looking out for me, I probably wouldn't have been able to do some of those things and make some of those moves I was able to make. You know, I'm on a video game. I, I do work for uh, for Midway, you know, um, um, this video game called mm-hmm. Narc. I've done um, work for Mortal Kombat. There's a lot of things that we have here in Mississippi that's tucked away and hidden. It's like we've become so... Um, Depending on people outside of Mississippi because of the market in this area that it's hard for us to just do things on our own without kind of the co-sign of the OGs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's right. like we go elsewhere to, to mess with other people's OGs, and we have our own OGs here. This you know is I mean? true, but Cam, one thing I can say, and this is one thing, and because I'm from Mississippi too, the one thing I can say, most of the people that I've encountered that are from Mississippi and that are in the entertainment business in some type of way. We are all multi-talented. We all do more than three or four things. Just based out of necessity. And I'm not being funny, but it makes me me stronger as an artist, as a songwriter, because I say this often because it's true. Growing up in the 80s and the 90s, there was no outlet, at least for the Mississippi Gulf Coast, other than radio and retail, there was no outlet to the music business, the music business. So people like myself, people like Dub, we had to learn how to not only be an artist, but we were the songwriters, the producers, right. the graphic designers, the web designers, the promoters. We had to learn. We had to learn all this. It's just like I said a little earlier, trial and error. And you're right. There are some people that should have. I feel should have passed the torch on, but because they didn't pass the torch on. I had to learn these things, and because I've learned these things, I've been able to take my talents elsewhere. So if I'm having a dry period as an artist, if things just aren't really popping for me as an artist, I know I can always go out there and keep my name in the circle as a graphic designer. If right. it dries up if on the graphic, just I, know I can always get out there and I can always promote a show because of tools that I learned him. based out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's why it's, it's really – I made a comment uh, in the um, Facebook chat with uh, – with Kevin, that it's really hard for me to turn around and try to teach somebody else when I wasn't taught anything. I kind of just jumped in the fire. You know, Ben's gave me an outlet, true enough, but I had to learn a lot of stuff on my own. You know, I didn't have money to pay somebody for graphics, like you said. I didn't have money to pay somebody to build my website. I learned how to do all of that on my own. So it's kind of hard for me to turn around and be like, you know, hey, I'm going to teach you all of this. You know what I mean? When I didn't get taught that. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, it's just me particularly as, as, as a person. You know, it's hard for me to teach when I wasn't taught. I just kind of had to struggle and get it whatever way I had to get it. And it would have been easier along the way some of the people that I ran across that knew. I knew. I could see it in their eyes. They knew. Damn, Cam got something. But they, it's like, you know, hey, Cam ain't got no money. So, hey, and you know, we gonna keep I'm, I'm like going to tell you like this, man, and... You know what I'm saying? That's a particular artist. I ain't going to share his name, but 
Al and Nick don't know who I'm talking about. You know, he went through that same struggle too, man. And he had the talent out this world. And, you know, God gave us the opportunity to work with Anthony Colon in the New Power magazine, man. And and we, we man, we ran across a lot of good brothers like Eclipse, Orlando Abrams, um, Nick, all these other brothers, man, throughout our state, man. And we tried our best to network. And if we was able to help, we definitely tried that. And it wasn't always about the money, especially to us, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, it takes a business to... It takes money to run a business. We understand that. Mm-hmm. But if there was an opportunity to get us to network, get us to do different things, these brothers spend their own money to come to our conferences and did all these things. But if there was an right. opportunity to help somebody or put your name into another person, and we did that. But there's a lot of brothers out there, they may want, not want to help you like they should, but they might not be the brothers you need to get help from anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you got cats out there, man, they, just because they... They say, I got your best interest in hand, man. They looking at it like, dang, he going to surpass me, so I might need to pull him back. Nick had a show and it's, a while and it's ago. Like... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Nick had a show a little while ago called Crab in the Barrel Artist. And that's just not with music, man. That's life. A lot of people are fear of the, fearful of those that can actually excel and get beyond the point that they can and surpass them. Right. Right. So that's why you had to keep plugging the way you did and look what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know, it, since moving to the GTA, because I've probably been in the GTA about uh, two years now, um, in the GTA, it's a totally different feel from Central Mississippi. You know, mm-hmm. um, in Central Mississippi, it, it, it's kind of cut, though. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really every man for himself, and it's just starting to change. You know, I want to say rest in peace to um, Houston Turners, owner of Floods uh, Bar and Grill. Yeah. Um, Floods will always be remembered as one of those places that changed the face of Jackson, the Jackson music scene, the Jackson rap, R&B, hip-hop scene, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. That that will always be known as one of the places that changed that, you know. But while I was living there, you know, it, it was kind of cut, though. But one thing I can say about the GTA, pretty much if, you, if you're jamming, people going to mess with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it ain't. It, it, I mean, you got. You might have a few people that you know have some je- jealous traits or or whatever. But for the most part, overall, the, the GTA is a wonderful place to be an underground artist. It really is. And and, and you know, it just. <laughs> and people used to tell me the stories about how it used to be, and I was like, damn, I missed that. You know, I, oh, I wish yeah, I could have been a part of that. You know, you definitely did. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, kudos to you guys for for. You know, looking out for people and helping them. I wish I had, you know, met you in the early, early, uh, earlier life or whatnot. You know what I mean? But hey, I'm here now. Hey man, and the only thing we can do is just keep building, keep building, and keep building. Just like we got our man Eclipse on the phone line, man. Because that's why we call ourselves the middleman. We gonna link people. Yeah. We gonna be in the middle that's to right. link each other. You know what I mean? Because right. we don't link each other with each other, man. What the hell we doing? Oh, okay. uh, you you two DK Eclipse. Yes, sir. That's it. What's up, homie? I, I think we Go were on, on the same um, uh, sip pop show. We got up there and wrecked that thing. Doing that the right? cypher or whatnot. Yeah, I, I was the very first one on the cypher. It rapped like an hour. Nah, no, it wasn't an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. That was me, putting the mic in one hand, camera in the other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, up, man. man. Man, I've been, I've, been, um, I've been checking on you a long time, homie. I've been seeing your name since, like, 06, 07, you know what I mean? I, I don't remember how I first ran into your music, but, man, I'm, I appreciate your music. I'm, I'm a fan of your music. I'm a fan of what you do. Hey, hey, I appreciate it, big dog. Nothing but love for me, bro. Nothing but love. Oh, yeah. Cam, you a sick individual yourself. 
If ain't nobody checking his brother it. out, oh my God. <laughs> when I first had a chance to check you out, you know, my man Joe been telling me about you in a minute. For a minute. Right. You know, so I mean I got the chance to really hear you. I was like, Okay, this brother right here is sick. Cam said, Cam said, Cam said he about to fuck over them pretty bras and marry him a ugly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, oh, okay. He just took it to a minute killer. <laughs> and you know what? See, man, yeah. you see the harmony. If y'all notice the harmony, and I know this is the talk of the town, man, but y'all see this harmony right here, man, to all those that may not be from the region that we're from, the areas that we're from. You know, we, this is... In a lot of other places, I've seen this happen in other places. I've been blessed enough to see that. Well, shouts out to my man Big CJ down there in Tampa. You know what I'm saying, man? I've seen love in different places. Uh, you know, it's a lot of folks on the line listening right now, man. But we thank everybody for taking the time to listen and, and you know, what I'm saying people with what we're talking about. And hopefully, man, we can enlighten some folks and, and take it a whole nother level up. I still got another caller right here. Uh, caller three three four. Go ahead and take him real quick. You live, man. What's up, man? It's your boy Phil Five. What's good, people? The killer. What's going on, Phil? Uh, not much, man. She just wanted to chime in on uh, something that was uh, stated earlier about uh, the labels and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe while y'all were talking about the names, it's like maybe everybody doesn't really need to do a label per se. Maybe some people just need to have publishing companies where they just, you know, make hits for people because um, some point. people are not really I mean like how y'all were talking about with the names some people just don't have the the vision to yeah mm-hmm. they don't right. have the vision to run a label yeah. not you know, like oriented right, at, right. at this point me my you know myself I'm not I'm not at a point where I want to run a label I just want to run a publishing company you know and make hits and get the check <laughs> you know what I mean I'm not I'm not concerned about running a label no, I'm not. I mean, I ain't trying to be Rick Ross. I'm trying to be, you know, have my bills paid. You know, doing what I love. Never wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. As a matter of fact, that's that. And we're gonna do another show. Um, we're gonna go a little bit deeper though. We're gonna talk about other positions, other types of companies. Like, honestly, we're a bit limited in what we feel we can do in the music industry. Artists. CEO, that's it. Mm-hmm. And there are yeah. a lot of other jobs. There are a lot of other companies that that are running through the music business right now that are still making money. Just like Felt just said, publishing is an aspect of the music business that's always going to be around. It's always going to make money because it comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, the song. So we're going to get into all that, and we definitely appreciate everybody who tuned in with us. We went. Oh, Rufus, yeah, we might have to end up extending this show, you know, for good. Dude. Oh, man, I see. <laughs> hey, man, shouts out to our man Donnie Cross down there in Jackson, too, man. Appreciate that, big brother. Appreciate our man Charlie Braxton, as y'all always know. Charlie always come in and come through swinging that bat. Hold on, I think uh, oh, yeah. Donnie got something he want to say. Hold on one second before we get up out of chill. Donnie. Charlie, 601. Six six five. I don't know what's wrong with these lines. We got to get these computers checked, man. Somebody go call IT yeah, and get them yeah. right. Oh, somebody <laughs> get a check. Uh, oh God. All right, we're well, done, man. We appreciate. It. I, I know that was done, man. But uh, let me see if I can get one more in here. Done it. You're live on the middleman talk show, talk of the town. What's cracking? 
Can you hear me now? Can you hear yeah, me now? Yeah, there, there we yeah, go. Man. There we go, there we go. What's up, what's up? Hey, I appreciate appreciate y'all having me on the show. What, what's up, Eclipse, Cam? You know what I'm saying? Y'all boys been working. Shoot, holler me if you need me. And uh, we thank y'all, man. We thank y'all for all the support and all the help. Man, thank you, man. Tell Charlie we appreciate him too, man. Uh, somebody was jumping on me too a couple of days ago about uh, another Mississippi movement. So, man, um, sound like something like that may need to have. Show, show, it's a done deal with me. Well, definitely. I'm with it. We got to get I'm you. with it. You know what time it is. Cam, well, you, man, it you know what time it is. That's an old school oh, yeah. record right there, but, you know, we, we try to get down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Most definitely. You got to talk hey. anyway. Most definitely. <laughs> All right, Nick, go ahead and take it, man. Hey, man, yeah, appreciate man. everybody. We appreciate everybody that called in, everybody on the chat board, everybody on Facebook, Twitter. And as always, man, the middleman, we've been doing this over two years now, and we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for, y- if it wasn't for y'all. Nobody else don't love us. We know y'all love us. <laughs> so we'll see y'all this Sunday. Go ahead and hit us with that outro. Y'all need to holler at Al. Hit him up on Twitter. That's right. The middleman Al. Yes, sir. 
check his YouTube page out. He's got some hot concepts. He's coming. I'm going to put Al to work. Al's coming to Atlanta. He's going to shoot about 18 videos. Or something. We're going to do a video album. Damn. <laughs> of course, y'all, he didn't notice until I just told him. A second ago. Damn. Damn. You be all right. My eyes going to be hurt, man. I'm going to work. Let's do it. All right, man. I'm tired of talking to y'all. You know, I'll see y'all this uh, this weekend. Yeah. I'm about to leave the studio. Go get myself something to eat. Yeah. That'll be it. Yeah, that trying. Good, this potato soup didn't sat in there for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, this potato soup is all over the table. If you wonder why we couldn't get the callers to speak, it's because the potato soup has shortened out all of our circuits. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I make one mean potato soup, baby. You're right, it's mean. It just killed half our equipment. Anyway, uh, you know what, dude? We'll holler at y'all this Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central Time. Hold on, hold on. Do what you got to understand right here. At all times, my shit is. Duh. Winning. Because as soon as somebody talks something, and they won't talk about my food, this is what's going to happen to them. I'm going to put the motherfucker in the face. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. I can't stand it. Man. I'll holler at y'all later. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.